Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into our podcast only version of the CHGO White Sox podcast. This comes to you every Sunday night, early Monday morning, right before we start our Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. live stream schedules. Make sure you're joining us on Monday at 4 p.m. Vinny Duber will be returning I'm Sean Anderson. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Vinny Duber's not here because it's his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Vinny Duber. Uh, tweet at him at Vinny Duber. Uh, as you might have seen on Twitter, uh, he was up in Milwaukee. And did you see his goofy ass hat? I did not. What did we oh, You didn't see the hat? Oh, oh my man, god! I gotta go so, and check it out right now, live. Uh, we had a listener, and it's—I I mean, goofy ass hat in a very lovingly way. Uh, we had Rod Dizzle, uh, who f- was up in Milwaukee, found Vinnie Duber, uh, and I'm assuming his wife oh, at a bar. Gracious! Uh, and and he's wearing uh, a very uh, festive boat captain's hat uh, in a flower print uh and then i think he's got the yoan Moncada music video shirt on him as well definitely does have that on that is wow (laughs) that is some things there he looks like he's in a tropical bar too tropical sports bar of course he is well i think i think he said uh oh yeah i just noticed the uh what is that a snow a 47 snowboard behind our guy rod dizzle uh yeah i think Vinny was talking about uh uh one of the hawaiian bars up there um he was really excited to go too. like it was like his like one that he was really excited to check off the bucket list and of course hey here's a here's a chio white Sox listener up there uh, enjoying a few drinks as well that's awesome i mean good good guy rod dizzle really appreciate it at riad and white Sox uh, on twitter if you want to follow him yeah he, and it looks like he says a white Sox fan in iowa and he was just up in milwaukee randomly like Vinny was and uh just ran into him that's awesome and uh it's good to have the people meet us out in public and i love seeing people out that listen to our podcast all the time and it's like putting faces to names and you know it's uh good to have some fellowship outside of this podcast that we do here actually meeting face to face that's why i'm looking forward to these games actually starting because of meeting mm-hmm. other white Sox fans yeah no I'm, I'm very excited for games again i'm just excited i mean we just got a ton of snow so i mean you're you're said you're driving home and i i'm not i, I had to drive in it yesterday not for it. Uh, I'm 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 for 70s, 80s, bright sun. Uh, that'd be very nice. And we can always hit up game time for our tickets, uh, our, our good, good pals over at game time. Uh, let's jump into our main discussion today, Herb. Uh, Ten players mm-hmm. were ranked by three different panelists on MLB Network uh, to be better shortstops than Tim Anderson. Uh, the MLB.com or the MLB Network rankings uh, are as follows, uh, followed uh Trey Turner, number one, Carlos Correa, number two, Xander Bogarts, number three, Corey Seager, number four, number five, Francisco Lindor, number six, Jancy Swanson, number seven, Bo Bichette, number eight, Willie Adamas, number nine, Tim Anderson, and then number 10, Wander Franco. I I was made known of these rankings because CHGO Cubs did uh, second base reactions when uh, Nico Horner wasn't a top 10 uh, second baseman. And I knew that Tim was nine and I didn't blink at it. But then I've seen recent videos of Sarah Langs being honored at the BBWA awards uh, for the Casey Stengel award uh, and, you know, all of her fantastic, fantastic work. Um, And then I was just perusing her timeline and I saw the discussion between the three panelists and Brian Kenny about the top 10 shortstops. 
Sarah Langs did not have uh, Tim Anderson featured in her top 10. Mike Petriello did not have Tim Anderson featured in his top 10. And the other, other panelists, now I'm blanking on uh, the name right now, uh, did not feature uh, Tim Anderson on their panel as well. So I was just very shocked that even though the shredder, the uh, quote unquote official rankings uh, for MLB Network, and it was Vince Gennaro uh, was the other panelist who did not have Tim Anderson in his top 10. Uh, the shredder, the official rankings have Tim Anderson at nine. So what do you make of the the top 10 and the fact that none of the panelists have the 2022 AL starting shortstop uh, in their top 10. I mean, we say it all the time. They out of sight, out of mind. They didn't see Tim Anderson in the games that mattered. And I put those in quotes down the stretch. He played awesomely and he was awesome in the first half. As we remember the whole controversy with him and Josh Donaldson calling him Jackie that weekend, he goes out and hits a nice home run against the Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball, everybody sees the redemption story, and they've been seeing Tim Anderson become this player ever since 2019. So I would disagree with those panelists as Tim Anderson. Yes, I'm down on him as a whole because of not being available, but you know these things are not Tim's fault necessarily. People get hurt from time to time. Even if you are quote-unquote injury-prone, it doesn't mean that you're at fault. And so these are national writers, national bloggers, national uh, TV people. And so they're not seeing Tim as we have seen him. And I like to take a longer view of what Tim is and what he could be going into the future. And I think this is what the, the show is all about. It's top 10 right now. It's going in the future and you have to be playing shortstop in the future. Like some people are switching over like, Trevor Story is a second baseman now. He might be going back to shortstop um, just because of uh, Xander Bogart's uh, departure to San Diego. But, you know, these are things they're projecting for the 2023 season. And I could see somebody saying, hey, I didn't see this guy for a good portion of the season. So I'm going to put XYZ player in front of him. Uh, Brandon Crawford, who is more of a defensive guy and still can glove it, but can't really hit as well as Tim. So, I can see why national people do that, but us as White Sox fans, we know Tim Anderson's a top 10 shortstop, even though I know you got on me and you get on me all the time about Ahmad Rosario or Jimenez being better than Tim Anderson. I think Ahmad Rosario had a better year or Andres Jimenez. I guess they were listed as a shortstop here, but well, I would say was the, be the, playing second the second baseman, though. but I would say Ahmad Rosario had a better year than Tim Anderson in 2022 fully because he played for the full year yeah and he i mean was, I, and he performed for the full year but if we're saying hey which which this is what i think which shortstop would you rather have Ahmad rosario or tim anderson i would say tim anderson let's go let's yeah let's do right. that i mean if, so, if it's based strictly off 2022 i mean it's tough to just judge tim because he was injured and you know half the season it was his best year and then the other half it was garbage um so it's yeah. really tough to to judge him I, I think it's if it's based off 2022 i think there's a little bit more of a in-depth discussion but if we're talking about who would you rather have like i, I understand I that that's why wander franco is on this list that's why you know he's only 22 i understand that but then you know mike petriello said that you know edmund would be 11th and that bobby witt would be 12th and then tim anderson's 13th like I understand the Bobby Witt angle too because of potential, but um, I just, I, I, is it disrespectful? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tim Anderson's pretty proven, no? I mean, Jeremy Pena had a really nice year. Can he do it in 2023? I think that it's 
all about, and I know Tim's going to use as the fuel too, but it's all about, yeah, these guys are projecting way too far in the future. They're saying their youth is going to be present in 2023. I don't think Bobby Witt's going to be a better shortstop than Tim Anderson in 2023. And I thought this is what the list are about. What do you think right now as we stand, who are the best shortstops going into it? And that's why I have a big time problem with the shredder having Francisco Lindor at five. Yeah, right. Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. If he's not the best, he's the second best. What are we doing here? That's why I am. I got pause when I look at lists like this because it's so subjective. It's not really a thing where you're like watching games and you're actually taking into account. Hey, would I rather have Trey Turner or Carlos Correa? This is the list. They they say they would rather have Trey Turner in 2023 more than any other shortstop in the league. And I think that's faulty. Trey Turner is not as good as a glove man as Francisco Lindor. And Lindor is just good as the bat as he is with Trey Turner. So Trey Turner gets, I think, extra points because of his speed and all the good things that he does. But he's also on the other side of 30, where I know some of these guys are under that. Carlos Correa's under that. Tim Anderson's under that. I think Xander Borgas just got over that. Corey Seager under that. So I don't know how they did these rankings, how the shredder, you know, formulated these rankings. But I see if you're going to do a show that says top 10 shortstops right now, my rankings would be like, which shortstop would I want the most? Mine would be Francisco Lindor. And then from there, subsequent, like, would I rather have Carlos Correa or Zayda Bogarts? Carlos Correa. So he's two. Trey Turner, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. So Trey Turner goes to three. You know, that's what would be my subsequent list. And Tim Anderson would be somewhere in this list. Probably for me, they have Willie Adamas at eight. I understand why they have w- Willie Adamas at eight on the shredder. I would have Tim Anderson ahead of that. Yeah, yes. okay. I was about to say, because like, I understand that, I think the narrative is that Tim Anderson's like, quote unquote, bad at defense. But I mean, Mike Petriello is a guy that I do res- respect. You know, he does great work. Um, but Willie Adamas being eight on his rankings, I just don't understand it because you look at the two years that Willie Adamas has had. I mean, really only you know one full year in Milwaukee. He had 99 mm-hmm. great games uh, in 2021 in Milwaukee where he had a 137 OPS. But even last year, he had a 112 OPS. And you look at outs above average. I mean, it's not like Willie Adamas is that farther ahead of Tim Anderson since 2020. Uh, Tim Anderson's at three outs above average. Willie Adamas is at two. Um, and I just don't know if there is that much of a case that Willie Adamas is better than Tim Anderson. Like, no. I I, I, I don't understand that. It's not like Willie Adamas is like Wander Franco's age. Like it the reason to... why he's, he, he got rid of, you know, Tampa got rid of him was because of Wander Franco. So clearly I think if any, you're making any list and I think uh, Mike did put Franco above him. Yeah. Franco was at six Adamas at eight. Any list that has Willie Adamas must have Wander Franco above him. No. Yeah. And I would think they probably weigh the defensive metrics a little bit higher than I would. I know defense as shortstop is paramount, but also there's it's not negligible. There are levels to being a good shortstop, but from Willie Adamas to Tim Anderson, I think it's negligible. Tim, yes, made 10 plus errors in that first month. And I think that was mostly because of mental focus, things going on in his life. And then you saw him buckle down. You saw him kind of calm down and not make a bunch of errors after that whole stretch of a period where he was just making error after error. I remember the Cleveland series. It was just a a comedy of errors. 
So he's not that guy. He, he, we've seen him improve from the butcher he used to be when he first got here to being a pretty above average shortstop here. So I think they're putting a lot of weight into these shortstops being defensive wizards instead of, man, he can handle the bat. Because Willie Adamas and Tim Anderson, for my liking, offensively, I think that Tim Anderson is better than Willie Adamas. Willie might hit more home runs, but if you need a guy to get on base, even though Tim doesn't walk, Tim's my guy. If you need a guy to get you a hit, Tim's my guy. I don't, I'm not trusting Willie Adamas at the top of my order. With the Brewers, I don't even know where he bats, but I'm sure it's not number one because this man doesn't get on base and he doesn't hit like Tim Anderson. Oh. And his defense is not as great to say, okay, he's above Tim Anderson. That's why I say age probably plays a factor into that. And I don't even know how old Willie Adamas is. He's probably a slightly younger than Tim, but not that 20, much. 27. 27 years old. And and um, Tim's twenty nine, so I don't I don't agree with that list being Willie Adamas ahead of Tim Anderson. Ask anybody in the league, would you rather have Willie Adamas, Tim Anderson? All things being equal, not talking about cool. contracts, just the player. Tell me who you want. And if you come we're up just with we're Willie just Adamas, right now you're questionable. You, right now we're just saying the league, the league as an MLB network, four of the four people would take Willie Adamas over Tim Anderson. That's um, yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It makes no sense. Um, and j- just to give credit to Adamas, uh, 2020 minus one outs above average at shortstop, uh, 2021 in Milwaukee minus four uh, at shortstop in Tampa minus three, so minus seven in total in 2021. And then in 2022, his full season in Milwaukee, 10 outs above average. So he did just have his best uh, defensive season, but also Tim Anderson just had his worst. And I would say that he just had in 2020 and 2021 uh, his best defensive seasons. Like I, I think Tim Anderson yeah. was you know, aging better as a defender. Um, and 2022 was kind of a departure from that. And that was kind of surprising, I think, to start the season. Like you said, uh, the, the, the ton of errors that he created right away. And, um, and us as people who watch every game, we know it wasn't a man. Tim's making errors consistently all throughout the calendar that he played. Like we said, it was early in April and May that he was making a bunch of errors. I think he led the league with 10 or 12 errors early in the year. And then he calmed down. I think eventually he finished off when I can got the stats right here, like probably 19 errors total, but it's not that it's one of those things where you're out of town. You're, you can't watch every game. And so you look at the number, you're like, Ooh, this guy, he's not even good at defense. And that, I don't think anything could be further from the truth. He's probably above average in my estimation as a defender, especially gets to the balls that many defenders cannot get to. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, let's take a quick break here and then let's get into our own rankings. Cause I have my own top 10 and we can kind of, you know, let the people know what we think if we're going to be criticized. 12 years last year. Tim finished with 12, 12 and 79 yeah, games. I, I, and I remember, a lot of those were early in the season, oh, like really exactly. early in the season. Yeah, you're right. Nine errors through May 9th for Tim Anderson. And then through what, August 6th, he had three errors. I mean, it's pretty good. I think he just had a really rough start to the year. And there was a lockout, people. Exactly. And, I, you know, Tim, I won't give him any excuses, but the guy is gets much maligned for his defense. And I don't think it's there. If you're talking about 2019, we're going to make 26 errors. Cool. But that man has perfected his craft and gets the balls more often than not. And like you said, 20 and 20 and 2021 playing his best defense. We're only 10 errors in 2021 coming through um, looking good uh, during that. He is outs above average. We're plus three. So 
last year with all the 12 errors he did make is the outs above average was still only a negative two, but I'm thinking that this injuries and other stuff caused most of these things that Tim, I'm looking for a huge bounce back, especially he's probably watching these shows, Sean, he's probably glancing at him. He's like, are you serious? Willie Adamas, Boba these dudes, you know, you saw the tweets he was writing about his extension and all the seeing all these money for shortstops. He's like, I see y'all, and he feels like he's underpaid. I can I can feel his anger. And I know Tim is motivated by hate. He's motivated by doubt. And so I'm expecting a huge 2023 for Tim Anderson, knowing that he is like, okay, y'all don't believe me. Let me show you. And trying to get his bag too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll, I mean, we'll talk about the list and where we see him, but absolutely, I think he feels scorned. And I'm I'm not doubting that the White Sox probably tried to, you know talk to him this year about an extension or something, you know, I, I knowing the white Sox, they probably have a, a lower number than he thought. Uh, and, and that probably pissed him off too. We'll see how pissed off he is uh, to start off the season. Uh, we will take a quick break and then we'll get into our own top 10. Again, if people are given their own list, we should probably give ours. Uh, we'll take a quick break. That'll let you know about FOCO Chicago. You already have the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted in the best sports gear around FOCO has you covered from soldier field to the living room, North or South side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between get decked out like demar with apparel from the leaders in sports merch and collectibles foco if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that lake michigan breeze check out foco.com that's f-o-c-o or click the link in the description below for not all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off again chgo at foco.com uh, gets you 10 percent off the promo code chgo at foco.com I also got to let you know about our friends over at Goose Island. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. It's been Chicago beers, Chicago's beer since 1988. Herb's been sipping on the Beer Hug IPA series while we've been in the office. They also have two limited releases right now, the Blackhawks Pale Ale and the Bull City 312. They also have the Bourbon County Stout, which I know I think that gets released in December or so. I think you can uh, find it at your local jewels still. You got the Christmas IPA, the Green Green Line and the Matilda. I saw the Green Line, uh, the Matilda, and I think it was the Sophie at Target. They had six packs of that. So, hey, you can find Goose Island anywhere you want. Uh, you can also find them at their two main locations. Uh, you can grab a beer from their innovative tanks at Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and fresh beer of the week at the original Clyburn Brew House at 1800 North Clyburn. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company. All right, Herb, let's get into some top tens here. Um, if you didn't have your top ten, uh, you can just speak it out. I'll write it down for you. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you don't have it out, you know we can we could talk through this. I have my own. Um, again, just to remind you of MLB Networks: Trey Turner one, Correa two, Bogarts three, Seager four, Lindor five, Dansby Swanson six, Bo Bichette seven, Willie Adamas eight, Tim Anderson nine, and Wander Franco of the Rays at ten. We'll go 10 to one for me. Uh, I'm going to go Adamas. I don't think it's crazy to put him there. Uh, Still hit 31 bombs and had a 10 outs above average season. Pretty good. Uh, You know, uh, pretty impressive from the, from the guy in in Milwaukee. I I don't want to, you know, hate on him too much, uh, but he doesn't have the proven track record. Tim's at least been doing this uh, since uh, 2019. So we'll put Willie Adamas at 10. Wander Franco at nine. Again, we just had the discussion. If this is who you want right now for your team after 
their entire career and what they'll do in 2023, I think Wander Franco will have a better year, uh, a rough start to his uh, rookie year dealing with injuries and whatnot. Uh, but the talent is still there. I have Wander Franco at nine uh, at eight new Chicagoan Dansby Swanson uh, hitting bombs again, 30 plus and is a fantastic gloveman. Uh, Tim Anderson at seven. I again, I mean, former AL batting champ, the 2022 AL starting shortstop. I think it's not, Surprising if Tim Anderson finishes 2023 with a batting average over 330 uh, and contending for the hit title now that Luis arises out of the division and uh, American League entirely. Uh, six, Bo Bichette, who was going after that hit crown as well. Um, I think ended up winning it over Jose Abreu. Uh, Bo Bichette posts every single day, hits well, top of the level, um, and, and fields to a, a pretty pretty uh, decent level not one of the best defenders in the league, uh, but Bo Bichette, one of the best with the bat, uh, especially at the, this position. Five, Corey Seager. I think he's fantastic and uh, really had a great year in Texas. I think he's actually uh, in store for more in 2023. Uh, Xander Bogarts, now of your San Diego Padres, uh, right. been one of the most consistent players uh, at shortstop. Uh, and we'll stop at my four. I'll give you 10 through four and then we'll go uh, a, a top three because maybe we'll have a top three discussion. Uh, but that's my 10 through four, Adamas, Franco, Swanson, Anderson, Bichette, Seeger, Bogarts. Mine is not too far away. I think we have pretty much the same players in there. So I'm going to go um, for my 10. I'm going to go with Willie Adamas right there. Uh, you've, Ari mentioned the reasons why Willie Adamas is a top 10 shortstop. I was going between him and Brandon Crawford as my 10. I'm going to give Willie Adamas the break because of his youth, because I uh, project him in 2023 to keep on rising while Brandon Crawford to keep on going down, especially out there uh, in San Francisco with not a lot of uh, help. Um, my number nine, I would put uh, Wander Franco right there. Unlimited potential, missed a, a good portion of it last year, and uh, I think the sky's the limit. This guy, a couple of years from now, we'll be talking about him as being a top three shortstop in this league. That's what I believe. Number eight, I'm going to go with Tim Anderson right there. He is a top ten shortstop, but the biggest thing holding Tim back, it's not his defense. It's not his offense. It's consistency. Out of all these shortstops, Tim Anderson has played the fewest amount of games. That has to change. If he wants to be considered and wants that big time bag, he needs to show up. He needs to be healthy. I know these injuries, wrist, ankles, things like that, not his fault, but this that's that's what that's what life is, you know. Well sometimes just things to, are not your fault. It, some things are not your fault. Um that's hundred percent true. But since twenty nineteen, uh, I think it's interesting looking at the war leaders for shortstop. Uh Eight of the players in the top 10 have over 400 games played. The two shortstop that don't, that are under 400 games played, can you name them for F war uh, leaders at shortstop? Um, are we putting Tatis in this list? Because he's not so in this. Tatis, Tatis is one of them. Because I, I know he's missed a lot of games with injuries and or suspension. And there's another one. I would say Tim Anderson then. Yeah. Him and Tim Anderson both have 3.6 war uh, F war uh, since 2019. Fernando Tatis has done that in 273 games. Uh, Tim Anderson, 374. Uh, so he's as good as the guy taking steroids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and w- without the help of steroids for himself. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. I know you had him a little higher. I He is, you know, he is what they think Tim defensively is. I don't think Bo Bichette is of this caliber of player as uh, Tim is. 
Um, at least Tim can glove it a little bit. I don't think Bo can glove it as well as these top guys we got here. The bat plays. The bat is phenomenal. As a major league, son of a major leaguer, he knows how to put bats and ball. Uh, number six, I'm going to go with uh, Corey Seager right there. I think Corey Seager is a solid player. In Texas, he'll get lost because of all the you know, losing they're doing down there. But he posts. Every year, you look up the numbers like, eh, Corey Seager's doing things. And he's still a young cat out there. Him and uh, Marcus Simeon should make a nice uh, dynamic duo down there, even though they don't win enough games. They hit their asses off, and he can glove it. Uh, with, uh, he can't glove it as well as the rest of the guys. But then number – where are we at? Six. So the number five I'll put, now Cub, Dansby Swanson. He used to be a guy who was all glove, very little hit. Last two years, he's turned on the power. It's been good to see that Dansby Swanson has done his thing with the bat. At Wrigley, I don't see that slowing down, too, because he's got a nice, as we're talking about the uh, up-the-middle defense, that up-the-middle defense might be the best up-the-middle defense in baseball with him, with uh, Nico Horner, and then center field, you got Cody Bellinger, who's no slouch in center field. So that's going to make him that much better. And for four, I'm going to go with, Xander Bogarts, my guy in San Diego. He will be my fourth shortstop looking for him just to be a competent player out there. Like he was not even the best player out in his in his city. He might be the fourth best player on that San Diego team. That's amazing. And he is a superstar shortstop. A little long in the tooth. I think he's 31 now, but he can get it done. And that the short porch and left field should be enticing for him to uh, pump up those home run numbers. Where in Boston, sometimes you get a rob from that big monster. I love the list. Um, you have actually made me change my list. Okay. Um, so you've talked me down on Bichette. I think Bichette's actually a worse fielder than I made it out to be. So I will actually have it be Adamus 10, Franco 9, Bichette 8, moving Swanson up 1 to 7, and moving Tim up to 6. Okay. So that's my, uh, and then Seeger five, Bogarts four. I think it's interesting that you have Swan, like what, is it because Swanson posts? I mean, I think that's a big thing that hurts Tim Anderson too. Um, Swanson just played, I think, 162 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tim Anderson, you look at least since 2019, uh, hasn't played over 123, 123 in 2019 and 2021. Uh, again, 374 games. And we talked about the top 10 since 2019. Uh, only him and Tatis have been under 400 games. Like, is that the biggest thing that hurts Tim Anderson is the fact that he doesn't post every single day? Because if is- he does, like, I-, I think he's, I think he's probably better than Swanson, but you have him. Literally, uh, below Swanson. literally, and Swanson's a great defender. Like, I think, yeah, yes. like, like when we're talking about Tim being more than above average uh, fielder, Swanson is a, a plus, plus, plus fielder. So, and the fact that he's added a little power to his game with the 27, 25 home runs in the last two years has been eye opening to me because I always just thought he was a also ran shortstop, a guy who can glove it, but nothing real special about his game. Not necessarily a Anderson Simmons all glove no bat above that a, a level or two above Anderson Simmons. I thought when they traded him away from um, Arizona initially, I was like, man, the D backs don't want him. They just draft him first overall. What are the Braves going to do with him? And he's turned himself into not only a good shortstop. I think he's one of the elites as we're talking about him in the top ten. I got him as my uh, what I got a fifth best shortstop. So yeah, I, I'm a big time Dansby Swanson guy. I knew the White Sox weren't in the hunt for him, but it's going to be good on the North side. They're going to enjoy Dansby Swanson. He might not do the 27 and 25 home runs, 
but I know we'll hit in Wrigley. Yeah, I, I think he'll hit in Wrigley. Uh, the wind will definitely help him. Uh, he'll he'll probably have like you know five ass- wind assisted home runs. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting just matchup because I think you know even Cubs fans were saying Nico was a better shortstop than Tim Anderson last year. Uh, so now actually having a guy who getting paid is. like it, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it'll be interesting and a cause for a little bit more of a, you know, a, a, maybe a storyline there uh, between the North and the South Siders. All right, we'll give you our top three uh, just after the break. And I also want to talk a little bit about uh, my 11th guy. I think you said your 11th guy was Brandon Crawford. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to get rid of him. They wanted him to not have that got- job, uh, but Carlos Correa's knee uh, <laughs> wasn't, not, wasn't up to snuff enough. Uh, I guess my 11 would be Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, so we'll talk after the break about Bobby Witt Jr., maybe the AL Central, and then we'll talk a little bit more about our top three. Got to take a break, though, and let you know about ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and business in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. And an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately and each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. If you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, call us at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative thank you to comment for supporting our podcast and also got to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook uh hey uh the NFL it happened we're recording it literally right before the games not sure what happened hopefully your bets won can let you know about the NBA though take your shot at turning buckets into big cash with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA there are go-to for hoops action uh we love the same game parlays I just won uh, a same game parlay on the Nuggets Sixers game uh took over uh, Joel Embiid 50 plus points plus uh rebounds plus assists uh he had 70 uh, and then I took Jokic over 22 and a half and he had 23. That's a hit, baby. Uh, so we love DraftKings Sportsbook and their same game parlays. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. All you have to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and select their two leg pregame money line when you want to bet on Fridays. Uh, they just recently had uh, the Bucks and the Celtics boosted to plus odds for them both to win. It was a uh, Bucks and Warriors, sorry, both to win on Friday. So download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Herb, uh, let's get into the top three. Uh, your top 10, Adamas, Franco, Anderson, Bichette, Seeger, Swanson, Bogarts, and whom? I'm going to go Carlos Correa as number three. Uh, the reason why is, is uh, he doesn't play as much, uh, and he's not. he didn't glove it last year. I think his outs above average was in the negative range, where the year before, I think he was 11 outs above average. So I'm, we all know Carlos Correa can glove it. And last year might have been an aberration because of the lockout, his slight, him signing late with the Minnesota Twins, scrambling to sign. Now he's settled, knows he's going to be with the Twins after another tumultuous offseason for Carlos Correa. I think he's the third best of these three of him, Trey Turner and Francisco Lindor. 
I'm going to give him, even though he's the youngest out of those three, I think he is the third best shortstop in Major League Baseball. I'm going to go with Trey Turner as the number two guy just because I know he's had since 2019 the highest F4 of any of these players, mainly because he hits. He hits a lot. He runs the bases correctly, and he can glove it a little bit, but he can't glove it better than my number one guy, and that's Francisco Lindor. When you got the glove, when you got the bat, you got the switch hit ability, he does it in the bright lights of New York. All the things combined with Francisco Lindor, which we've seen as White Sox fans when he was a Cleveland, a member of the Cleveland Guardians or Indians back then, we know that's still continuing on in New York, and I would rather have Francisco Lindor than any other shortstop in the major leagues going into the 2023 season. That's how I look at it. How about you, Sean? Yeah, uh, similar, uh, not exact. Uh, I'm going to go Carlos Correa at three. I think you make fantastic points. I think if he didn't have the injury uh, concerns, he'd probably be number one. Uh, I, I think that he's just such a fantastic hitter. I think he's the best hitter of the three that we're talking about, but the health concerns were enough for two teams to say no. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think it's enough for me to put him at three. Uh, and we even saw, you know, last year with Minnesota, a very good player, but we never really felt his impact just because he was never really fully consistently there. I think he had like one great game against the, the Sox and, um, I think the Sox probably won that game. Like, I, there, I don't remember Carlos Correa ever killing us. Um, but, you know, maybe with full health and may, maybe another year under his belt in Minnesota, that changes. But um, still was fantastic last year all around. And I think he still has that possibility. Uh, number two, I'm going to go Trey Turner. No, sorry. Number two, I'm going to go Francisco Lindor. I was looking at your okay. list. Number two, we go Francisco Lindor. Uh, I agree with your points. Switch hitter, proving it in New York. Everything. Absolutely. There's nothing that I can disagree with. And I honestly think he's just had his best hitting season. And I think, you know, moving to New York, dealing with the uh, different balls and how, you know, that's affected every major league hitter. I think it's very possible that he has a better year than Trey Turner in 2023. But I'm putting Trey Turner at one just because he has every single tool. He is the fastest player in MLB. He mm-hmm. is a fantastic defender at shortstop. I have a feeling if he, you know, ever grew out of that position, they could just put him in center field. Um, like I just think that he is so talented. When you talk about five tools, he has those five tools. The power isn't there as much uh, as Lindor is, but he's still got pop. Um, I mm-hmm. think he's got more speed than Lindor. Um, and outs above average clearly do give the edge to Lindor. But I think when you're providing so much offensively and now, especially with the changes to uh, pickoffs and, you know, if you're throwing over twice and you got a third one, like I I think Trey Turner might steal 50 bags. Like, I don't know how this is going to change the the MLB, but it might just completely change it for especially some speed demons like that. So um, if Trey Turner is stealing north of 35 to 45 bags and hitting 20 home runs and, you know, putting up, you know, what, five to 10 outs above average, I think he'll continue to be the top uh, player in the MLB at that position because also, too, uh, he posts um, consistently mm-hmm. showing up every single game. Uh, and and shout out to Trey Turner. I would have him at number one, but I don't think there's a wrong way you can order uh, the top three. I think I think those three are the three. I don't hey, think. Sean. Yeah. That's a great list. You know who just followed me on Twitter? Who? That's right. I followed him. Naperville Central's own Nicky Lopez. Hey, <laughs> he wants. Hey, he he's wants a white sox. He's a he white sox. Let's go. He wants to come home. Let's go. Nicky bring him Lopez. home to second base. I mean, I, it, it's not you know earth shadowing great, but still, bring DM him home. Him. DM him. Come on, let's go. Hey man, you come. Oh, you home? can already DM him. He's got. A, he's got open DMs, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you coming home, brother? Come on through. 
but yeah. it's good times. I, 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 I can't call with you. I, I just, I, I think my bias is because I, you know, love Francisco Lindor. Wish he was not with the Cleveland Guardians or Indians at the time, so the White Sox could have had some, uh, something to do with that. I loved him, but if you're telling me I can get Francisco Lindor, I'm getting Francisco Lindor. That's why I got the bias. And yeah, it, no, there's nothing wrong with Trey Turner. Long in the tooth, and I put that in quotes because he's like 31. So he's going to ball out in Philadelphia too, surrounded by a bunch of superstars. And I, you know, I have no qualms with you having him number one. I, you know, in a, a clear moment, I'm mean, being objective. Yeah, I probably would have Trey Turner as the best shortstop in baseball going into the 2023 season. Yeah, and it's it's nail biting. I mean, you look since 2019 or 2018, 2018, the sample size. Uh, you look at OPS plus. Uh, Trey Turner is five percent better, uh, and and you know, looking at the outs above average, you would say Lindor is probably like you know ten to twenty percent better than uh, Turner. And then you look at the base running, and then maybe that gives Turner another five percent. It's difficult. It's all preference, uh, and especially when Lindor was hurting your team as much as he was hurting the Sox. Uh, I understand the uh, the scars. All right, we'll take a quick break here. Got to let you know about game time. Uh, Francisco Lindor. We talked about this uh, in the Trivial Pursuit. That was way too hard. Uh, he had the one shot that was closest to the goose uh, mm-hmm. in uh, guaranteed rate field. So you could buy the cheap tickets to sit underneath the goose uh, or where the goose's uh, carcass now rest. rest in peace. Now I'm rest in peace. Uh, game time is the hottest in, a, in our studio. Oh, soon. Fingers fingers crossed. We're we're we're, we're bugging. Still, still we're sending emails every single day. <laughs> I, 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 my poor Chris Pankow. I mean, I, he, he's always like really excited to see me. That man is always excited to see everybody. I mean, he is just like one of the most positive energy people I know. Uh, mm-hmm. And every time I see him, I'm just like, where's that goose, man? Come on. I'm just beating. I'm beating down poor Chris <laughs> about this goose. Uh, but game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could. The 50 yard line, courtside, behind home plate floor seats on a concert, front row at a concert. Maybe you're going to, you know, it's Chicago theater and you're going to have seats, but maybe you can get front row seats. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's impossible with the game time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats. You never thought you could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on bulls or Blackhawks tickets or white Sox season. When it comes around uh, again, if you want to sit uh, right under the goose, uh, you know, game time is, is your place to be. Yeah. The single, t- single game tickets go on sale. I think February 2nd. So I'm sure Game time will have them up there as soon as they are posted. There you go. Created by the fans for the fans. Guarantee uh, Game time guarantees the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets to the link in the description below. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. I did notice your list did not have a med Rosario. Yeah, it did not. Because so, um, as, as we argued before, I thought Ahmed Rosario had a better 2022 than Tim Anderson. Strictly because he posted and his numbers weren't bad. I mean, he's a glove man at shortstop. But going forward, this is top 10 right now. I would not run to have Edmund Rosario over any of those shortstops, much less Tim Anderson. As I said, I'd rather um, Brandon Crawford over Ahmed Rosario because they can glove it just as just as well, if not Brandon Crawford a little bit better. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario with his 106 <laughs> OPS, OPS plus. Yeah. Brutal. Um, yeah, it's outs above average. We're not even that good. Minus two outs above average. What's going on here? What, what, what was the whole Ahmed Rosario thing? Why you have a minus 10 outs above average uh, at shortstop? Mercy. Um, so I, I just thought of this topic because I saw Mike Petriello and he had on his 11th uh spot was Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, Tim Anderson ended up being, I think, uh, 12th or 13th. Uh, 
so just thinking about that, Carlos Correa is in Minnesota. We obviously have him over Tim Anderson. Um, Bobby Witt, according to Mike Petriello, is better than Tim Anderson. Uh, and you uh, can make the argument that Ahmed Rosario had a better 2022 than Tim Anderson. So is Tim Anderson the fourth best shortstop in the AL Central? No. I think he is the second best. And I remember people, you know, when Javi Bias got over to the AL Center, was like, oh, Tim's not going to be the best. I'm like, calm down. Calm I the fuck that. down. I that forgot he was is... Detroit's shortstop. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I mean, that's how uh, yeah. not memorable his season was. Um, yeah. If you project Bobby Witt Jr. to be a good player, I have no qualms with you at all. But I think most of the time he played third base for what I, when the White Sox were playing him. And so I know he was eventually going to be a shortstop for this team. I, I just don't see him being better than Tim Anderson. I don't in 2023, unless Tim Anderson is hurt again. That is, that's it. That's it's not because their ceilings in 2023. I think Tim's ceiling is, is higher than Bobby Witt's. I think Tim's floor might be close to Bobby Witt's ceiling for 2023. Strictly. He can hit home runs. As a rookie, he hit 20 home runs. That's amazing. But is this guy going to turn into Corey Seager? Is he going to turn into um, Witt? I mean, he's going to turn into uh, Rosario or any of these people who are shortstops who are at the top of their league as a 23-year-old player. I don't think so. Now, as a 25, 26, 27, we'll have discussions about Bobby Witt Jr. I don't think it's there yet. Yeah, I agree that I don't think it's there yet. Uh, minus nine outs above average shortstop. It's a very tough position for rookies to play. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. But to truly fine-tune yourself, I mean, we see Tim Anderson, one of the top athletes at the position. It's tough to fine-tune yourself to play a fluid and pretty shortstop. It's a difficult position to play, one of the most difficult to play. He's, he's an athlete a, to do it. And um, that's the thing. He played like split his time, played more shortstop in 2022 than third base, but he started his year as a third baseman, then transitioned over to shortstop. And he was all right. But like you said, he had a minus 10 up, outs above average. That's a rookie thing. That's not going to go to from minus 10 to positive all of a sudden, just because some off season work. I think he'll eventually be a good glove man. And always the bat looks already ready. It's kind of like Tim Anderson in the minors. Everybody said the bat plays. The glove is what's going to fall or going to have to follow and have to have some work done. And we know Tim had to do a lot of extensive work and he is a workout guy. I don't know about Bobby Wood Jr. So it it's it's we'll we'll see if Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be better than Tim Anderson. I would say no. What would you say? For 2023, I would say no, just because Tim Anderson has that old, pissed off, you know, old man energy. You know, he's he's trying to get paid. Bobby Wood Jr. is just trying to tread water, I think. And, and you know, I, I think he's had a really impressive 2022. Uh, I'm not trying to take anything away from him uh, still. I mean, like the stat cast data is phenomenal for Bobby Wood Jr. I think he's a one hell of an athlete. Um, and I think he's going to be difficult for the White Sox to get out. I do think Tim Anderson is clear and far ahead. I think Bobby Witt's probably like 15 or 14 on my list just because I don't know what 2023 is going to be like. The Royals can take as much time as they want with Bobby Witt Jr. He's a first round pick. He's like 20 years mm -hmm. old. He doesn't have to be good until he's like 23. Um, you know, I mean, like he can have rough patches. He can have ups and downs. And I think it's also probably tough for him to, you know, have a good season because who's protecting him in this lineup? You know, like I, I just 
I think that Tim Anderson, I would rather have Tim Anderson for 2023. And it's not really that much of a debate. Um, If we're talking next three years, I probably lean Bobby Witt just because I think he'll probably surpass Tim in 2025. And I think 2024 will be an interesting uh, year between Tim Anderson and Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Witt. But at least for 2023, uh, I'll take Tim Anderson. Yeah, this year he's going to be turning 23, Bobby Witt Jr., in June 14th. His birthday's in 2000. God damn it. Um, I remember what I was doing in 2000. I was working already. Goodness gracious. I was three. Doing, doing work. He's 22 years old, seven months old. Uh, 22 years and seven months old right now. So, yeah, he's got youth on his side and only one year already under his belt. And as we're talking about these lists, I just marvel at all the former major leaguers or former uh professional baseball players sons that are here bobby wood jr of course tatis jr even though he's not a shortstop bobachette etc it's a it's an amazing thing you get those uh tools from your daddy and your mom and you come into a major league uh, team right here and you become uh what you need to be and i'm sure having his dad there and giving him counsel even though his dad was a pitcher this guy's a top level shortstop slash third shortstop slash third baseman which i think he'll just be a shortstop this year altogether that that was out of a necessity i think because of alberto mondesi talk about people who get hurt all the time who is now a boston red Sox. um but the sky's the limit with this guy but i don't think the sky is this year uh speaking of former players and uh their dads uh did you see the thing that reddit found about uh, dalton varsho i did not so gary varsho his dad was a pinch hitter and outfielder former Um, cub great yes drafted by the cubs yeah uh, his last game was October 1st, 1995. Mm-hmm. Dalton Varsho was born July t- uh, 2nd, 1996. He was born nine months and one day after his dad's last game. Hey, man. That's awesome. That's real just, cool. Just, you know, that's, hey, a, that's a real con- cool thing right there. Congrats on the career, Gary. Uh- <laughs> like, All right, let's get to work. I got an, like my career ended. Got to get another one. And Dalton Varsho, which surprised the hell out of me, Toronto, got traded man. this early in his career. He's showing nothing but promise. So, yeah, Toronto is just doing work out there. I wish getting we had Toronto. All the uh, former, getting all the former kids. Yeah, if you're a former baseball kid, like I wouldn't, and this is serious, I would not be surprised if Fernando Tatis became a Toronto Blue Jay eventually. All right, we'll mark this date. Uh, Jan 29th, 135 p.m. Herb just, thinks that Fernando Tatis will be a Toronto Blue Jay. I'll also throw Griffin Conine in, the, in there as well. I think just Fernando Tatis, I don't think he will like playing the outfield you think he'll like toronto no i don't think he'll like playing the <laughs> outfield and then i know yeah. he will have to play the outfield there but like he signed that 14 year 14 year deal but he like he's not he'll be like i'm a shortstop like no you're not xander bogart's there we get we actually have three shortstops better than you fielding shortstops <laughs> better than you right now so fucking uh uh kim machado uh, and bogart's yeah, Kim Machado and Bargards are all much better. And if you can put Jake uh, Cronenworth maybe in there too, even though he's never played shortstop, I don't think. As does Mich- uh, major uh, does Tatis ever played shortstop? I'm not well. Yeah, right. That was, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he's got like, a oh, big arm. It's like you can hit, but see, this is the thing about Tatis. That's what I always don't blame Rick Hahn too much on. He wasn't a good player at the time. He wasn't. He didn't play stateside when Rick Hahn traded him. The projections, cool. and now with the steroids thing, you say, okay, I get it. That's how you got good. Because he wasn't anything special, and nothing to write home about with the White Sox. And so to kill Rick Hahn on that, I think is unfair because he was a, what, 16-year-old player that hadn't shown anything. And then 
in San Diego. He became a champion. His brother didn't become a champion. No, he uh, needs to take some steroids. Maybe. Go ahead, Elijah. But seriously, I mean, just look at look at twenty to twenty two year olds. Um, I mean, what Fernando Tatis Jr. did is just like historic. Yes. Uh, it doesn't make any sense what he yes. did. Uh, I got I got to just be able to find the criteria at this point. How many uh, plate appearances he had? Over a thousand. Well, that's a good that's a good criteria. So for for twenty year olds, twenty to twenty two year olds with a thousand plate appearances, um, Fernando Tatis has the. I'm guessing it's probably top five, top ten. OPS plus uh, right above Mel Ott, Mickey Mantle, Albert Pujols and Bryce Harper for 20 to 22 year olds with a thousand plus plate appearances. The only two, you know, uh, modern or uh, what's it called? Like current modern contemporaries is uh, Juan Soto and Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, like just an absurd start to his career. And I don't know if he'll be able to keep up to that pace. And especially now with the defense and the steroids and all the motorcycles. I think your point's well taken. Like a very crazy start to his year, but it might be like Jeff Francoeur times like three. Yeah. And like I always say about the league he was playing in, like out in San Diego and the minors, you know, you get a chance to get some light air and you get to crush the ball a little bit more. And maybe he saw his career middling and getting traded for the first time. He's like, okay. Let's get to work at San Diego. And I'm not saying that he did it before, but it would it would make sense. And to speculate, I don't think is irresponsible because he got caught. And you can say this guy, you don't think you think Rick Hahn's that dumb to even a fraction of this guy. You know, if he was not even this guy, who's half of what he is now, you think Rick Hahn would trade that away for MF and James Shields? Come on, man. I get on Rick Hahn all the time. But I can't get hunt up for this, man. This has to be, for me, manufactured. <laughs> and the fact that he can't stay on the field, to me, speaks volumes. And he's a knucklehead off the field, multiple yeah. motorcycle accidents. No, it was it, it, the White Sox dodged a bullet. Oh, um, own, they dodged owning, a bullet a, owning a motorcycle is enough of a red flag. Multiple motorcycle actions is like 10 to 15 red flags. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never get on Rick Hahn for this. I'll marvel at his career. And as a secondary Padre fan, we'll love when he comes back after a suspension. I don't know how the Padre fans are going to treat him. I hope a, a round of booze would be greeted that first game and then forgive and forget and go on and help him and cheer on San Fernando Tatis from um, from there on in. But I would be very upset if the Padres fans, when he first takes his at-bats, introduced during uh, um, lineups, if they give him a rousing handshake or a rousing uh, uh, standing ovation, like, no, he did something wrong twice last year. There's no great welcome back. He is like the fifth best player on this team now. So bump him. I hope he has a better career, but doing steroids is uh, what got him here. I believe. I, I agree. I mean, it- you, you get yourself in that type of trouble. I mean, I think the motorcycle stuff, as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting someone else, uh, can be forgiven. But uh, when you're disrespecting the game like that, you know, that's always the biggest thing, Herb. It's why people don't get in the Hall of Fame because they disrespect the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Again, download that app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will talk to you 
on Monday at 4 p.m. when Vinny Duber returns for the CHGO Live White Sox podcast. We'll talk to you then. Go Sox.